Welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Before we begin, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free, and one way you can support us is by visiting our website at dynamicmarching.com and purchasing products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web. We have all sorts of things that are Winter Guard related, Winter Winds related, but also we have concert wear, concert shoes. So uh, this time of year, if you're thinking about things other than marching men's shoes and rifles and such, uh, please check out our prices on these other items. I know that many times you just continue to order products from the same people every year, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders, so please give us a chance to win your business. This week we're going to be talking about taking marching band year-end evaluations, and Jeff, I know that you are the master at being able to do some of the debriefing type stuff of after a season is over. So you're going to take the lead on this one, and I'm just going to kind of offer some color commentary as we go. So the first thing I know you wanted to talk about was looking at the year and kind of dealing with people. So how does Carmel sit down and say, okay, how do we want to assess how the year went in regards to, I would assume, staff and students. Sure. So we're actually two weeks um, away from when Grand Nationals happened. And uh, in the next week, we're actually going to meet as a visual team. Um, and so what I did is I just kind of typed up what everything that I think we should talk about. And, and I think when it comes to people, you know, I just made a list of everybody who's on the visual staff. And I think um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send this to each of those people and have them make notes about the other people. And, you know, it doesn't have to be extensive, but, you know, I want to talk to Joey about things that I think he did really well and things maybe next year that, that I want him to do better. And I want him, I want him to do the same for me. And we've been together a long time. And so usually this does not get personal, you know, it's just, um, we don't want to sanction incompetence, you know, that's a term right. I got from Dave Ramsey where he, he said, if you, if you keep, you know, letting certain things happen that people aren't happy with, then you're basically sanctioning that that's okay. And so yeah. I think if, if we each talk to each other about, Hey, maybe next year you could do this, or I really enjoyed what you did this year. Um, like for me, um, Julian Johnson joined our team from the cadets this year. Somebody I worked with at the cadets, he moved to Indianapolis just to work with us. And I have nothing but positive things to say about him. Like I, I, in my evaluation of Julian, I'm going to be like, thank God you moved here and thank you. Cause you made us better. Jeff, give us an, you've given an example of something that was going really well without telling us who you're talking about. Can you give us an example of something that maybe somebody needs to do better? I think, you know, uh, I think it really comes down to um, work-life balance. You know, um, I think we need to make sure that, that we commit to rehearsals that we say we're going to be at, but also take care of our families. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of us have kids and, you know, things come up, but there are also a couple times this semester where things came up and there was just me there, you know, or just one Got other it. person there. And so I think we just need to be, honest with that and say, what can we do next year to make sure that not too many of those days happen where there's one person working with 240 kids. And how many people would, how many people are on that visual staff? On a, on a daily basis, it's me and Julian and Joey. 
Um, and then Chris Crakey up in the box. So, you know, sure. we're talking about four people and Chris's, Chris's role is more of a, uh, overseeing it from up top. So, uh, on a good day, there's three of us on the field visually, which I know some people are like, Oh, that'd be nice. I'd love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I'm yeah. sure. But I think that you can do that with, even if there's just one visual person, I think that a number of people have at least one visual person or one color guard, um, director or one percussion instructor that's there. And I think it's really important that you have that feedback with them right now before the year ends, as in the calendar year ends, or else, you know, Jeff, you said it beautifully that you're sanctioning incompetence. If you have frustrations with a staff member, it's either going to come out now when you can control it and make it non-emotional, or it's going to come out in front of the kids and a blow up. So right. now is the time to really address those people issues that may be there. And staff wise, even somebody who comes in for just a couple of days to do choreography with you, you know, it might be good to reach out to them and say, Hey, we really appreciated you coming out. You know, Andy Toth, I would say to him, you are really prepared. You understood the score. You came in with a list of things to do. Nobody's time was wasted. You know, like when somebody comes in like that, you, you got to give props where props are due. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. if you want them back. The other people on my list for staff were drum majors just because they're not students, um, you know, but there are sometimes where I rely on the drum majors um, to actually help with visual. And there's also sometimes we put students in leadership roles. And so I think it's important to, from a, you know, teaching standpoint, talking with those drum majors or talking with some of those leadership students and saying, this went well, and this maybe could go better next year if you're around. Just as a side thought of that, we actually will talk with our juniors or some of our leaders who we know are coming back next year and asking them to start thinking about what were some of the things that went well for your section? What were some of the things you wish would have gone differently and start to plan that now so that you can hit the ground running. I hate it when a section has two years in a row of poor leadership. That to me is inexcusable. Right. That's the band director. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really good thought. I hadn't even thought about the drum majors and the leadership there in that evaluation, but it's so true that that's exactly when it needs to happen. Uh, next on my list from a people standpoint is just looking at students and not necessarily bringing them into this meeting. But uh, what I have on my list is, uh, was I pleased with our freshman teaching progression? You know, yeah. Did that go well, taking them from never doing this and, until Grand Nationals? Um, also, you know, what is the teaching progression for returning members and also making sure they're not bored? You know, differentiating instruction, even on the marching man field to where our best marchers always feel like they're being challenged. Um, also on this list would be, um, you know, I can't not talk about the size of our group this year. We had 240 wind players on the field. Right. And wow. You know, you had I, more, you had more, how many, how many uh, baritones did you have? 50 baritones. <laughs> and people just threw up in their mouths a right. little bit listening to the podcast. But, you know, it's not all roses. Right. You know, when you have 240 problems. students, think about it. Like if you typically have 10% of your group who struggles, you know, with music or with visual, that's 24 kids. Right. And so, you know, we ran into that this year where we were like, you know, how do we get all 24 of those students to be up 
up to the level of the rest of the students. So also um, on this list would be, you know, I talked about the visual or the student leaders. We, we call them student visual techs, but um, I want to talk about how did we train them and how much did we utilize them? I think we can actually utilize them a lot more next year. Yeah, I could tell you we had a brass and woodwind captain who were both uh, we, we've had really good kids in those spots and we just haven't used them to the greatest extent that we could talk for me, the directors that maybe don't know, let's pretend that this is my second or third year doing marching band and I'm the lone gunman. How do I know which part of the curricula uh, is working or not? Go back and look at, at your contest scores. If you find that your visual scores are really low, that's where you begin. If you find that your music effect scores are low, that's where you begin. Let some of the, that's why you went to those contests. It wasn't just to get some plastic wear. It was so that you could get some insight into where you're strong and where you're weak and which ones needs to need to be addressed. So don't be afraid by this conversation, especially if it's just a conversation with yourself. Like what, what did we not do as well, according to the judges that we experienced throughout the year? And I'll say this, if you, if you can't tell if the judges were all over the place, you were going to the wrong contests. Don't right. you think, Jeff? I mean, like, yeah. And, if and for me, if I just listen to, if I look at like five of the weekends from, from this year and I just listen to the wrap up from visual performance individual on the field, then I have a feeling for what came up over and over again. Oh, right. Baritone feet, you know, or whatever. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if it's the GE tapes, most of the time you need to have a talk with your designers, not your students. Unless it's exactly. the performance part of that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So the next big caption or, or a thing that I want to think about here is actually the curriculum itself. Um, so I broke this down visually and maybe you, you could put this in musical terms, but uh, our physical fitness, I want to look at um, this year, you know, we implemented some of the things that Elliot uh, talked about in our podcast about marching health. Um, the dynamic stretching, I think, went really, really well with one caveat. I thought that some students went through the motions. Uh, as I looked we out there. Have dealt, yep, we've dealt with the same thing. Yeah. And you're like, wait, you know, there are students who just did seven quad pulls on that, on that walk across the field there, and you did one. And then right. ran your mouth the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. So I want to think about ways where we can hold have our upperclassmen hold their other uh, classmen, you know, accountable for that. Uh, we did some yoga this summer. We did some P90X. We did some HIT training. I want to look at how often we did that and maybe how often we could do that again. Planet Fitness last summer had some free memberships for teenagers, and I'm hoping that happens again because I'd love to talk to my students about that. Um, the next biggest ca category for me is body movement and dance. I want to look at our actual curriculum for the basics of body movement and dance. I want to look at our stretch routine. I want to look at the choreography that was in the show, you know, the amount of choreography, the musicality of it, the difficulty level. I want to look at um, how much choreography we had in our show compared to people in our neighborhood score wise at Grand Nationals. Uh, I want to look at how well we did in the role and character de department. Uh, one thing that uh, shout out to Avon and Vandergrift this year, like, they, and, and also, um, Claudia Taylor Johnson, like they, their, their students really understood how to get in a role and a character. And, uh, you know, that it was, it was very noticeable. Absolutely. Uh, I want to look at swagger and confidence. So 
Um, the other part of this would be just marching itself, you know, our posture and our leg shape and our foot timing and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think that leads us right into the music side of this. Um, as Jeff has been talking about the visual side of the curricula, we have to look at the same way on the music side. So, for example, one of the things that we did three years ago is we knew that our brass endurance was not nearly as strong. They could not maintain the volume that we needed for the amount of time that we needed. So we spent a lot of time with the physical warm-up, but also in the idea of breathing exercises. Like we do breathing exercises multiple times a week. If we don't do it every day, we do it every other day. Um, we did a lot of work on range development, like we in implemented that last year, and we've seen a lot of good come from that. And I think this year, at the end of the year, we kind of sat down and said, the articulation development is not quite as strong as everything else that we want to do. So we've already started looking at how can we put that into what we already do next year. And what's good is none of this is a blame game. Nobody's looking at, well, you know, the brass guy didn't do his job or these kids didn't. It's just simply, here's what we didn't have. I, I almost think of this as money. You know, when you're trying to do a budget, you get to the end of the month and either the money is there or it's not there. It doesn't right. matter where it went, it's there or it's not. So with us, with these skills, we wanted to say, okay, where do we not quite stack up to what we want to do? And we looked at, you know, with our woodwind technique, we felt like that was a really a, a really big strength with us this year, whereas articulation was not quite as strong. We've come a long way in that. So, um, and I have to tell you, it was doing this evaluation at the end of each year that has really helped us come a long way. Have you already had that meeting with your staff? Well, we knew, uh, I'll tell you, we were having those meetings before we got done with the end of the year. What's crummy, and I don't know if you, you experienced this or not, Jeff, but around... The end of September, well, no, around the middle of October, you no longer are teaching new skills, at least I feel. It's more cleaning. It's more like everything that, that the kids need to be able to do should have already been taught by that time. Absolutely. Like if you're going to do jazz running, it should have already been taught by October 15th. And October 15th is even a little late. Um, so we found out around mid-October that we, we had some – um, articulation issues and by that just consistency across the way the tubas articulated versus the way the clarinets articulated a little bit more importantly we found that we couldn't have a consistent articulation if we had eight eighth notes um, it wasn't as solid as I felt like some of the other bands that we heard in Grand Nationals were this year so that we we knew that going into our end of the year stuff um so, but that's just because we've done this evaluation every year. It's a, it's a really big deal for us. I think if you look at the top groups across the country, you're going to find this same sort of uh, system in place where, you know, soon after the end of a season, you're talking with everybody involved and talking about what went well and what didn't go well. Um, it, it doesn't serve anybody to go, man, we should have scored higher or this yeah. judge didn't like us or what it really doesn't help. You know, no. next year you have to learn from your mistakes and move on. Jeff, do you think this is an interesting thought? Uh, let's pretend I'm a, a single band director, or maybe a one of two where the staff is very limited. How much do you think kids can be involved in at least the curriculum thoughts on this? I think, um, if, if, if a student has marched in your group for three years, from a visual standpoint, um, I'll, let me just run this down, this list. 
if you asked a junior and a senior, um, okay, I want you to talk about out of these 10 things, what went well and what didn't go well. How was your posture, instrument carriage, um, leg shape, forward marching, leg shape, backward marching, um, sliding, direction changing, uh, foot timing. How did we do slow marching? How did we do fast marching? How did we do large steps? How did we do small steps? You know, like those things, if you just said, how do you guys think we did? I think you're going to get some really uh, insightful responses, even from students. I think that it's the same with with music. I think if you ask uh, trumpet players, were you able to play the correct range all the way through the show? Or did you run out of gas in the middle of the closer? Uh, is it a thing where you could hear the woodwinds clearly at all moments, or were they taking breaks more than they should have? Uh, the kids are incredibly insightful in that, and I think they can be wildly um, helpful in making that, those changes for next year. If they feel like they're part of the solution, they're part of the solution, right? as opposed to just you know chess pieces on the board. The final piece that I'm looking at for my evaluation is drill-related. You know, it has to do with uh, rehearsal etiquette and the process on the field. Um, did we stick to that or did we not stick to our process of check and adjust and field and tower and all that kind of stuff? Um, did we, uh, do we, are we happy with the way we taught drill? Are we happy with the way we did dot books or coordinate sheets? Are we happy with tower versus field? You know, was there uh, plenty of work for the field people to do as well as just somebody who's in the tower? Um, reps versus detail, um, ensemble focus versus effect focus. Um, and then I think you need to look at how did we do early season from a cleaning standpoint? How did we do mid season, you know, from a development of the show standpoint and how did we do at the end of the season, really putting the icing on top? There's a lot to think about in all that. Well, if you take it on the musical side, where Jeff was looking at drill, we're going to be looking at arrangements. I would caution you a little bit. I think that sometimes people will go with an arranger one year, not be happy, go with another arranger, not be happy, go with another. I think it's going to take you three years to really get used to a music arranger. Now, you know, be smart. If it's a brand new person and you're the first band they're writing for, maybe that's not the best idea to keep them for three years. But if you can at all, I would encourage you to give a little bit of time there. Uh, but also look at how much of the music did we get done at band camp? How much of it did we have to get done in August versus September? If the mu I find that some groups try to make the music too hard, and it's not going to do anyone any good. Now, I am for making the kids challenged. So if you played everything through the first day of band camp, that's the wrong thing. But at the same time, I don't think that this should be grade six, you know, music for Prague out on the field. So um, think about it in those ways. The same thing with musical etiquette, were we able to um, play and follow the protocols? Like for us, we'll do things sometimes uh, buzzing, sometimes on F, sometimes on air. And we've gotten really good at doing things on air, but we, we went away from doing things on concert F very much, and I think it hurt us. So we have to look at those processes as well. And then the final part of that is, did we do warm downs? You know, this year we did a much better job than we ever have, and it paid off in the end. Whereas last year I would have said we did a really crappy job and we paid for it. So making sure that at the end of all this, we're looking at the health of the students 
and their music musicianship as well. So, you know, if you have a bunch of ankle injury injuries, you've got a lot of work to do to make sure that's being fixed, which we did three years ago. And that was when Dr. Cleveland came in and really helped us out a lot. Actually, four years ago, excuse me. Or if you're looking at, we had the trumpets really pooping out most of the time. We've got a lot of, of things to do this off season to get the trumpets stronger for next year. Now's the time to build those things. Band never stops. Let me say it this way. Music never stops. The demand for excellence never stops. And if you wait until band camp to really get serious about that, um, it's overwhelming. I don't understand the band directors who do very little over the summer. I mean, I get it. Work-life balance, I understand. But for me, there's too much work to do when you wait (laughs) until then. Uh, I mean, all power to them. That's great. But for me, like, I would just be too overwhelmed with trying to do all of that starting in August. The final part of our evaluation is very personal and I'm not going to get into it. You know, there's a lot of things I I wrote in kind of a stream of consciousness manner. Um, you know, that I, obviously that's just to be shared with other staff members that, that I work with. But I think the overall thing, the first thing I wrote on my stream of consciousness evaluation is nothing's broken. This was a really, really good band. And so I, I think, also just celebrating the fact that they were awesome. Yes. Yeah. So don't forget about that as well. You know, nobody's going to win first place every year and no matter what contest you're at, but you should be uh, celebrating the fact that it it was pretty awesome. I think anytime a marching band comes off of a season and you have kids who want to come back, that's a success. Absolutely. Uh, Because if you think about it, marching band is stupid. (laughs) like have you ever tried we have foreign exchange students every year and we try to explain explain it to somebody else oh my gosh they're like so so you're doing this this great performance where which concert hall do you do it in well it's it's on a football field um so do you have a concert do you sell tickets no it's in the middle of a football game and so you want to have this massive artistic athletic experience there (laughs) it's just it's so ridiculous but at the same time we all love it and we want to do it well and i think that the big thing for me and this is i think this is why we do that band life we see so many great teachers burning out after four or five years and it's not because they weren't doing enough it was they were doing too much they were doing things maybe the hard way or the uh, repeating stuff over and over that they didn't need to do. I think Jeff and I have found a lot of shortcuts to doing this. And it's not that we do less work. We're just a little bit more efficient with it. So we hope that we're giving you good ideas as what you can do in a smart way to be a better band director and to be a longer living band director, both literally and in the profession at the high school band director level. I see so many great high school band directors leaving, leaving the profession. And I just, I hate it. I want to make sure that we have great people staying in the profession as long as possible. And this is why Bobby and I decided to do the program success course that's on our website, because we wanted to try to give band directors uh, the tools that they needed to create a successful program for them. We always talk about how only you can define success for your program. So the last part of this is the design of the pro of the, the show. And for many of you, it's just you. So you're the one that needs to look at that. Or if you have a team of people, 
you have to look with them about what that design is. And we're doing that right now at Wando. Go check out our uh, program design course. And if, uh, it will start with kind of the nuts and bolts, but it'll also go into how design a march, how to design a marching band show. And it is invaluable. We're using it right now for the Wando redesign. So please go check it out. So Jeff, each week we usually try and leave people with some homework. What do you think is a good homework assignment for them in doing this evaluation process? Uh, I would say do what I did in the last couple of days, which is just start a word or a Google doc and just say uh, musically and visually, just start listing things out, you know, from a curriculum standpoint, from a people standpoint, from a design standpoint, uh, come up with your talking points and then one by one or, you know, in groups, small groups, meet with your staff members and, and bring them in on it and just do a really good evaluation of the end of the year type it up, save it. You can pull it up again at the end of the year and go, oh yeah, okay, we talked about doing this differently. Maybe look at it as the, the things I wish I had known back in June. Sure. Right. Well, before we wrap this up, Jeff and I have a few things we'd like for you to do. Number one, listen to each new episode that we have. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting host site like iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher. Follow and comment on That Band Life social media pages on Facebook. Search for That Band Life podcast on Instagram. We're at That Band Life and the number one. You can also email Jeff at Jeff at Dynamic Marching or me at Bobby at DynamicMarching.com. Share your wins and losses, and together we can learn to be better music educators. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about, how you're, this evaluation process could go for you, and ask us questions about it. We're here to help you, and we're, we're wanting to get help from you. To, so we can hear what future podcasts you'd like for us to do. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jeff Young. And I'm Bobby Lambert. And this is That Band Life.